This episode of Final Girls Horrorcast is sponsored by the most awesome Nick B, Mazakazu T, Matt N, and Monica M. To become a part of our amazing Patreon crew, visit us on patreon.com slash finalgirlshorrorcast. You're listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. and thanks for joining us on the 120th episode of Final Girls Horrorcast, the show where we discuss some of the horror, thriller, and sci-fi movies currently available on your favorite streaming sites. I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. And today we are also joined by Modern Horror's Captain, Luke Luke Rodriguez. I'll take it, man. That's like a like a cool like 1970s heavyweight boxer nickname, like Luke the Juke Rodriguez. I got that. As well as filmmaker Jake Parker. Welcome, guys. Uh, I I don't get a cool. No. Story. No. <laughs> Sorry. That was totally uh, You're not the captain. Juke Rodriguez. <laughs> oh, and it's starting Jake. already. <laughs> and also Jake. And also, and also Jake. And Jake Parker is a uh, freaking filmmaker, man. That's way cooler than being Juke Rodriguez. Is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> not if you were involved in the process. Being being Juke Rodriguez is way cooler. <laughs> They're joining us today not only to talk about our amazing 80s horror films for this week's episode, but also in our third segment today, we'll be discussing their upcoming film, God Country, which us final girls are just super excited about. Mm -hmm. Um, So this week, we are sadly closing out our 80s We're Weird month, but I think we have some pretty insane movies to discuss today. We have 1982's Pieces and Motel Hell from 1980. And for you new listeners, uh, we are a spoiler-heavy podcast, so continue at your own risk. Pieces is streaming on Tubby TV and Shudder, and Motel Hell is available on Prime Video, Voodoo, and Tubby TV. So go ahead and check those out before continuing if you are a spoiler-sensitive listener. That was Carly's first time doing that, guys, and I think I think she just did a great job. Killed it. Yeah, absolutely. That was, killed it. She yeah. killed it. I mean, I, she's putting me out of a job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair fair disclaimer honestly if you don't watch these movies before this podcast there's probably a lot that's not going to make any sense oh yeah it, yeah that's really m- most of the time especially for our 80s we're weird month it's just more like if it's not that it's spoiler it's that you're you're just going to be totally fucking lost yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a really good point actually. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's gonna be some things that we talk about that are like i have to see this yep. thing and we rarely explain things. Like, we just talk about details, and people are probably like, I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about. Uh, but, you know, that's how our podcast goes, so you guys can deal with it. Uh, yeah, and we talked about it right before we started rolling, but like, you guys r- literally picked the best Jake Parker movies of all time. Like, I've personally heard him mention both of these many times. We, we talked about it earlier. Like, he has the pieces poster, like, in his house next to his desk. I think at one point, I don't even know if it's still in there or not, but there was a Motel Hell reference in God Country. Yeah. Oh, there nice. Is, and I don't think we've changed. We've, I, I think we'll it's still there. today. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a there's a Farmer Vincent uh, reference oh that one God. of our characters makes. Amazing. Um, That's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah, but I, but that doesn't set me up. Like I feel, 
I feel like if you if you've seen these movies, that that doesn't say a whole lot about my taste in movies, <laughs> or, or maybe it says everything about my taste in movies. I think it's great. I think it says a lot. It, it, you know, knowing knowing about like weird eighties movies that not a lot of people know about just shows that you love the genre. I mean, that's. Mm-hmm. To me, that's awesome. That's what I'm looking for sure. in a director. I don't want a director that's talking about how much they love The Exorcist. I mean, that's fine. But like, there's so many other good horror movies that no one talks about, you know? Well, what you guys don't realize is, and this is a, a brand new announcement, is that Modern Horrors is doing the Pieces remake right after yes. God Country. It's going to be yeah. fantastic. Surprise! And we say bastard like five times in that movie instead of, <laughs> what, three? <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> Next level. Oh. <sighs> But before we can jump into these films, let's get started with a segment that we like to call... Trailer Trash Talk. Today's trailer is The Haunting of Sharon Tate with an April 5th release date. It's written and directed by Daniel Ferens, who previously directed films such as Crystal Lake Memories, The Complete History of Friday the 13th, <laughs> Scream, The Inside Story, Never Sleep Again, The Elm Street Legacy, and coming later in 2009, he direct, he's directing uh, The Murder of Nicole Brown Simpson. 2019. So, interesting. Okay. Sorry. Did I say, not say 2019? What did I say? 2009. Oh my god. <laughs> what good. year is it? Well, I'm just saying, like that, that's crazy. Like he's doing, he's going to do another like, like famous murder, quote unquote, oh, biopic kind of thing. Yeah, like dude. that's that's weird, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We'll get into it. Let me read the summary real quick. The IMDb <laughs> summary is: Pregnant with director Roman Polanski's child. And awaiting his return from Europe, 26-year-old Hollywood actress Sharon Tate becomes plagued by visions of her imminent death. Okay, okay, Luke, go ahead. I know you have some thoughts. Well, actually, I've talked about this one already on the Modern Horrors podcast, and and Jake actually talked about this one on an episode that got lost forever. Um, So now is our chance to finally talk about this together. But I magically got lost forever. (laughs) Jake was really just that bad. (laughs) Anyway. Um, this, this is super interesting because I didn't know, even though I've talked about this before, research is not our strong suit. So I didn't know that this was a guy that get, did like the Crystal Lake memories and all, all of those documentaries. I think, that, I think that's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think, and this isn't news for anyone that listens to, 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 you know, the Modern Horrors podcast. I do think this is relatively tasteless, like classless. And that takes a lot to come from like a guy like me. Mm-hmm. Um, but this feels like exploitive, like exploitative as fuck. It really right? does. It yeah. really does. It And don't get me wrong. I, I'm into, I, I'm into, uh, oh God, now I can't think of her name. Lizzie McGuire. Hilda. <laughs> Hillary Duff. Hillary Duff. Duff. Hilda. Hilda. <laughs> We've also got Aaron Samuels from Mean I, Girls. As much as I love seeing Hillary Duff again, um, <laughs> this is horrible. Uh, I felt so uncomfortable watching. First of all, I saw The Haunting of Sharon Tate, and I thought, Sharon Tate, that's the name I remember. And then I was like, another haunting of movie, you know, mm, thinking yeah. it's one of the billion haunting of who so-and-so uh, movies that we get every year. Um, and then watching it and realizing what it was and... and um, no, this is bad and inaccurate. <laughs> like, yeah, if you're I mean, go- I think that's the big thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you're going to do this, like, at least make it a biography, especially for someone who likes making documentaries. Like, obviously, <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's so the 50th weird. anniversary of the murders. Like, it just feels really shitty. <laughs> Jake, what are your thoughts? I so okay. I'm gonna probably be the, the opposite. I I'm gonna see it 
strictly for the fact that um, he was the writer and I guess producer of a movie called The Girl Next Door, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is that Jack Ketchum novel. Yeah. That was dark. Um, dude, I love that movie. Like, that's one of my favorite horror movies. And so I, that that's the that's the biggest thing that honestly piques my interest about this. But I, I totally agree with what you guys are saying. I mean, I think there's there's whenever this movie was first announced back in the day, it was around the idea that and this was somewhat documented, but around the time, you know, weeks leading up to her actual murder, the story is that Sharon Tate was having nightmares of like someone murdering her. Mm. And she mentioned this to a few of her friends. Uh, and this, of course, led up to her actually being murdered. I think there's probably a good movie to be found in that storyline where you can take certain amount of like liberties of what happened in those nightmares or, you know, blur some lines between reality and dreams or whatever. But it looks like they're just like taking this murder and like adding gunfights and car chases, which is fucking weird. Yeah. Maybe if it wasn't Sharon Tate, right? Like maybe if they took the idea of what happened to Sharon Tate and and her story of having these nightmares and then made a movie similar about someone similar and something similar, it wouldn't be as bad. But I think because they're using her name and everything, it just feels icky. Carly, what do you think? I I will see this movie, but I'm not super excited about it. I think it's really, I don't know. I think it's really weird. I think it's really weird. And uh, I don't know. I wasn't super into the trailer. Yeah. Did you guys see the wolves at the door? No, this is Bits not my subgenre, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of mine. I know uh, it's totally yours, but this is this is the shit that like will keep me up for months. Like I can't. I get so freaked out by home invasion shit. I get real. Yeah, that's kind of why it's mine. It's yeah. one of the things I think is actually like scary in real life. Yeah. That's totally. why it's one of my. It's favorites. too real yeah. for me. I like. No, fake I like horror. home invasion as well. <laughs> I do agree, though, that if they would have taken like and replaced names, um, or just created a story that was similar, maybe not even like you know beat for beat similar right but uh because you could put based on a true story in front of anything sure. and uh, people like i always love when people who just like just are normal film you know uh watchers they they'll be like oh yeah it's a true story and it's like eh, it's just based on it like right. based yeah. is the key word there so you can there's so many liberties with like based on a true story that they could have probably yeah stayed away from sharon Tate. but it also does make me wonder like how much of the family was contacted for this and how much involvement like legally does, you know, the, those parties have. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. If anybody knows. yeah I mean, I've seen, um, uh, Sharon Tate's sister has been pretty vocal, uh, against this movie mm. since the time oh, it was wow. announced. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I don't think there's, there's much, uh, when it's, when it's matter of like public record, like a murder is like, I think you kind of get to do what you want to. You just run the risk of being a dick if you do it, you know? Right. So we got two other movies about Sharon Tate coming out in 2019. Also, we got Quentin Tarantino's coming out with once upon a time in Hollywood. Uh, Margot Robbie's going to be playing Sharon Tate, um, in that film, which is about like old school Hollywood. Um, and then we also have a film called Tate coming out, which is, uh, again, about Sharon Tate's life um, with uh, Kate Bosworth playing uh, Sharon Tate. So it's just I don't know. It feels a lot like cashing in on the 50th anniversary of the murders. It, it just I don't know. Quentin Tarantino. So, I mean, I'm, I don't think that movie's just about Sharon Tate. So I'm not like no, it's as not. Icky it's, about it. It's bigger than that. I'm really yeah. excited about that one, actually. 
Um, but I, yeah, Carly, I didn't you get to see like uh, like some like yes. weren't you like on the boulevard when they had that shut down for that? Yes, movie? I specifically they transformed um, a large section actually of Hollywood Boulevard into like back in the day, and it was so cool because they had like all the storefronts were changed and like. It was, it was oh, awesome. Yeah. And I then they recorded, they filmed really cool like at see. night. And so you just saw like Brad Pitt, like driving old cars down That's the street. Amazing. Yeah. It was super, super awesome. Man. And, and you're, in, you're producing that movie is, is what Luke's, Luke's <laughs> telling me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. I, wish. I guess a good question though, is with all this Sharon Tate con- uh, content coming out, do you think that has anything to do with, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's, that was like the Manson murders. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes. We didn't say any, that. Sorry. Yes. Anything to do with the fact that he recently died and like, I mean, legally, I don't know if, you know, any of that stuff becomes more available now that he's not around. I don't think there's or, any legality to it. I mean, if you want to do it, you can do it. I'm pretty sure. sure. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any legality to it. I think, and I, I think and it'd it, be you know, it more about the anniversary. Do. Yeah. The, I think it's more of the anniversary. It's been 50 mm-hmm. years to in 2019 oh, since uh, this murder right, happened. Yeah. So, I mean, it could be, yeah, especially the way that it's being like pitched, mm-hmm. like because they use the name Sharon Tate as a, cause there's, there's been Charles Manson, Sharon Tate murder movies forever. Yeah. Like Helter Skelter. And yeah. like, there's sure. been a gazillion of these things, but specifically having like Sharon Tate involved in so many does feel a little opportunistic. Sure. Sure. I will say that, like i think the invitation is probably my favorite version of this where it's like yeah it's about it but it's not you know like it's it's taking the story making it fiction and keeping the same creepy idea behind a lot of it i really love the invitation oh this movie just makes me want to watch wait is the invitation based on this yeah i've never heard that the invitation is loose is not based on it but they are obviously inspired by it the house itself is laid out similarly to sharon tate's house um the backyard is similar like if you've seen pictures of the murders or whatever if you're into true true crime uh it looks very similar it's obviously a play on it uh now that's why i like it is because it's a play on it it's not the actual it's not even taking the story it's just inspired by the story which is kind of what i'm getting at i guess yeah that's fair so it's right. been a long time since i've seen the invitation oh, i need to check, check it out again it's, it up again. So good. Oh, it's so good <laughs> it gets better every time too it's just one of, those so, yeah, it's, one of, it's one of my highest reviews i've ever given on the site yeah. really yeah it's legit it's did a it get a pull quote no no <laughs> <laughs> You're not in with Karen Kusama the, yet. You got to keep trying. The highest review from Juke Rodriguez. <laughs> Luke the Juke. Luke the Juke Rodriguez. Alamo Drafthouse couldn't have put it on the freaking Blu-ray. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let's get started, Carly. Let's talk about some 80s movies. This has gotten depressing. Let's bring it back up. Cool. We're going to talk about uh, 1986's Pieces, directed by Juan uh Pierre Simon, is that Simone? I think it's yeah. Simone, but yeah, Simon's Simone. fine. <laughs> uh, of the uh, Slugs and the Rift fame. And then... Uh, ri- fame. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we do. That's how we do it here. <laughs> Written by Dick Randall, uh, who is well known. <laughs> Carly's just reading this for the first time, so hold on tight. <laughs> no, because this is hilarious. The Erotic Adventures of Robinson Caruso and the French Sex Murders. Uh, and also Roberto Loyola, who did the Tales of Canterbury. So it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. The Erotic <laughs> Adventures of Robinson Caruso. That's amazing. I also want to drop in, uh, d- don't forget, starring 
Hilda Fox is the name <laughs> that I saw come across the screen. Fox. F U C H S. Oh my God. Amazing. It's really good. See, we can get away with just re saying her name over and over again yeah. and still not have to put an explicit label nope. on the podcast. The best nope. thing about this movie is that you don't even have to make stuff up. It's already, it's, it's, it's just there. right there for it's you. It's just there. Dick Randall, the things Dick Randall wrote imagine. The Erotic Adventures of Robinson Crusoe, starring Hilda Fox. <laughs> and I think I feel like one of the producer's names is like John Longshadow yeah, or some shit. Like, come on. It's magic. That's magic. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, um, I mean, people are going to read God Country and be like, who the hell is Juke Juke Rodriguez. <laughs> I think I've heard of that guy. <laughs> Um, the IMDb summary is the co-eds of a Boston college campus are targeted by a mysterious killer who is creating a human jigsaw puzzle from their body parts. Is he? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) So let me, let me, let me ask you guys, I'm assuming you guys have all seen this movie before, right? I had never seen this movie before. Now I have. This was my first time watching it. Same. Okay. So it was my first time watching as well. Welcome. (laughs) I feel I'm, I'm sad that it took me this long. I am part of the club now. Well, the thing is, the funny thing is, is I've had this movie on my shelf for like six months and I haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet till now. Proud of you. Yeah, I own it though. So you're welcome. That's a proper collector right there. You only buy movies to fill shelves for like for your own personal ego boost. Yeah, it's kind of like I know I need to watch this movie and I know this movie's important, so I'm just going to watch it and then I own it, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you if you own it, it's readily available whenever you decide mm-hmm. in the next couple of years to watch exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I, I'm really like instantly, this is my favorite kind of eighties thing. Like I love eighties movies because they make a lot of times no sense. Mm-hmm. Um, they're gory, they're goofy. Uh, this one is, has the added weird, uh, Italian horror feel, which I was not expecting. I didn't I I think either. I realized. Yeah. I don't think I realized that there was a very like giallo vibe to it. Um, before yeah, watching I think you're confusing it. Italian for just shitty. No, <laughs> it's got a, it's got it's trying to do the Giallo thing for sure. Hey, I, I'm a, I'm a Giallo fan. Yeah, well, so I mean it is. I'll, it's got I'll like back, yeah. the mystery aspect, the whodunit aspect. It's got the red blood paint. It doesn't have the colors. The terrible overdubbing. The, oh yeah, the overdubbing. Yeah. Yeah. The ter- obviously yeah. the terrible over- overdubbing. There's no uh, colors, but that's you know it is what it is. But. Um, it took me so long, like as a horror fan, to realize what they were doing with the ADR and the over, like overdubs and stuff like that. And then when I finally realized it, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like my ratings on several movies just changed because of how they had to shoot things. <laughs> yeah. But like, what what I didn't realize until uh, actually I watched this one this morning, but um, I didn't realize like its country of origin is Spain. Uh, like I, yeah. I would because I mean the the I have the Grindhouse releasing. Uh, blu-ray and it it has so many options of different you know audio languages and Mm -hmm. stuff like that you can choose from i had no idea which one was correct but um apparently yeah the the original was uh from spain did it do the i did not know that did it do the old school thing like a lot of the older italian movies did where like some actors are speaking english some actors are speaking spanish some actors are speaking italian and they're just dubbing over that's what it looked like to me and so 
I was. That's what's weird about this one, though, because like there's a lot of movies that do that, but this one it looks like everybody is speaking English yeah. and then is dubbed over with English. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, makes no sense. I think it's just a matter of they they like a lot of the giallos didn't record sound on set oh. uh, for like vocals and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes which sense. is mind boggling to me. Yeah, I feel like crazy. there was only one person that. that looked like it was like that. I noticed wasn't speaking English, and it was the girl that like he was having sex with, and he kept telling to be quiet. <laughs> She was like the only one who was like, okay, she didn't say what she just said again. Oh my God. You know, this is like um, something, something that stood out to me. Like the, the women in this movie are aggressive as fuck. Like, <laughs> Aggressively sexual. Absurdly sexually aggressive. Yes. So much so. <laughs> so much so. And they, and they all have the hots for the dean like, of the school. They have the hots for some of the weirdest looking yep. dudes I think I've ever yeah. seen on film. Um, <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> They're like, oh, he's weird and scrawny with curly hair. I know I want to be in on that. Let's fuck by the pool. Yeah, meet me by the pool. Thanks. That dude has no problem getting it in on a reg. On the reg. What is, what is his name? Kendall. Kendall is Kendall is like getting it at all times, which I just I couldn't believe. And girls are just <laughs> throwing crazy? themselves at him. What's crazy to me though is that like there's that one like nerdy chubbier guy yeah. who's like Shakespearean and dramatic <laughs> <Yep>. and, <laughs> and then, but he keeps getting turned down but then like you see the girl like the guys that these girls are sleeping with and you're just like where's the line yeah. like why, why, why not does him? that guy not get you yeah. <laughs> and then he's like he walks away and I, I wrote it down he's like so I'm slain by a withering look who gives a shit <laughs> and just like walks away like that is the most beautiful but 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 depressing statement <laughs> there's really nothing about this movie that makes sense and it's my favorite thing of, I, I couldn't like once I got to the the kung fu part, I was oh just God. like, I just oh threw my, my hands God. in the air and I'm like, I just don't know. I just, I, I've had to rewind it and call my husband into the room to watch it because it was so fucking bonkers that I, I needed so, him to share in my what the fuck moment. Um, do you think they like knew that they were making something funny or like, I, I don't think no. so. No. I think they were, so yeah, I, I, kept, I kept going back to this when I was watching it. Like I, so since before I go into that, like since we're talking about quotes, like one of my favorites were uh, two, what's a tennis champion doing in a place like this would be the first <laughs> one. Uh, <laughs> Did you quote me? Cause that's also something I said. Uh, and then the other was the most beautiful thing in the world is smoking pot and fucking in a water yeah. at the same time. <laughs> I have that written down. Too. I, I wrote like, that one that down must as well. be Hilda Fox, right? <laughs> <laughs> Classic Hilda Fox. <laughs> that must be Hilda Fox. Typical <laughs> Hilda. Oh, Hilda. Or, Hilda. 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 But yeah. yeah, whenever I was, I was, I was thinking like at one point, uh, cause I didn't know, I know Shudder's description online is like, Hey, one of like the, they, they kind of poke fun at how bad it is on the Shudder listing. Mm-hmm. But like, I've always heard people say that this was like a, like a, a legit good eighties horror movie. And to me, it reminded me a lot of student bodies, <laughs> which also came out in 1981, which pokes fun at all of these tropes that were already like tropes by 1981. Pieces is basically the same movie, except they're doing it in a serious way, which is right. not good. It, no. <laughs> it's just... It's, which, but it's, it's perfect for us. It's crazy yes. to me that they think that this is serious, because how do you have that kung fu scene 
yeah. keep it with a straight face. I had to look up why that was there. I mean, there had to be a reason, right? So I don't know if you guys know the story. What did you find out? Yes, yeah. I yeah. definitely did. <laughs> Please LSD. tell me more. Um, Dick Randall, our our writer friend who did Classic The Erotic Dick. Adventures of Robinson <laughs> Crusoe, <Dick>. also <laughs> was making other kung fu films at the time in Rome. So he had a Bruce Lee int- um, imitator that he was using Um and he really wanted to have him in this movie. So he wrote that scene, even though it makes absolutely no fucking sense, so that he could be in the movie. <laughs> Dick signed a seven-picture oh, deal with this guy and had to fulfill like <laughs> seven movies. Can you imagine, Jake, if I'm like, all right, so we're shooting God Country next week. And I know this Asian guy. I know it doesn't make a lot of sense. But he looks a lot like Bruce Lee, and I think we can make it work. <laughs> I, I can't imagine. Sold. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just in there. love it, and he's like, he literally fights this woman. He beats her up. Yeah, <laughs> he fucking punches and kicks her. She, <laughs> she's like, ne- what? Is she happening? somehow gets him in the crotch, even though she has a gun. I would have just fucking shot him. And she goes, and he goes, oh, uh, you know, I just, I had some, ate something bad, bad chop suey, and like, so long, which made me beat your ass, and then says farewell, <laughs> and then walks away, which makes so little sense. I. I mean, it's it's as ridiculous as the kung fu priest in uh, Dead Alive or Brain Dead. Yeah, but like Dead Alive knew exactly but what they were doing. They probably were making fun of this movie. Yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know where the timeline is there, but I yes, it, it, like it, it, well, okay. So, but it also um, like, do you guys remember the first Cabin Fever? Yes. That was Eli Roth, right? Yeah, yes. and he like produced mm-hmm. the yeah, later yeah. one or with something. the um, yeah. But there's like that one scene where that kid doesn't that kid do kung fu he and does. start yelling pancakes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, is that a thing? Like, is this a trend where like all these directors are in this inner circle and 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 they're like, it's a it's a cult and they're all like, hey, you're gonna have to add that one guy or that one kung fu Some part. True Detective season four yeah. shit. But <laughs> how, and how do we get in that inner circle? Is what yeah. I want to know. I mean, if he, I, I think just being a fan of pieces puts you in that inner circle, Jake. And if you want to have a Bruce Lee imitator in your film, I say go for it. You have the puzzle, so you have authority. (laughs) You need like we're already maxed. Uh, You don't think you can afford a Bruce Lee imitator? Well, I'm looking at Juke now, and and he he's giving me the the no furrowed brow, shaking the head. Come on, Juke. I think we could. We could probably cut back some of the leads pay, cut, pay like paycheck and then, you know, afford I it. I bet you could find someone for free to do it. Just go down to your local kung fu studio. Cuz those are everywhere. Dojo. Now. Go down to the, the dojo, your local dojo and say who wants to be a star, you know? <laughs> we'll make you big. <laughs> uh, you could be the next pieces guy. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> you know the guy from yeah. pieces? That's could that could that be could you. That could be you. <laughs> but what would be amazing is if we did do that and then like you know 13 14 15 months down the road we we've gone past god country we're on to bigger and better things and then we get a, a letter and it's fr- it's like it's got one of those old you know wax stamps and stuff like that and it's from a secret society of directors that are like you did it <laughs> yeah. you've made it you're in you get like, a you jacket it's cool <laughs> Yeah, Jake and Juke. It's, it's it's the part of the Oscars that they don't air. Like, <laughs> they air during the the commercials. Congratulations! Here's your <laughs> the secret society here's your of people secret who've so- included Asian kung fu men in their <laughs> in your horror movie. <laughs> gracefully, you did no, it gracefully. They would have to recognize a horror movie, <laughs> and they wouldn't do that. We all know that. My mm-hmm. other favorite thing about '80s horror movies are the dance sequences. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciated that we got a dance scene here. Um, 
probably yeah, move over Suspiria. Yeah, this is Watch like out. top so notch. Let me let me ask you guys about that. <laughs> yeah, right. Because like like one of my favorite eighty my, one of my favorite things about eighties movie is insert terrible thing. Right. <laughs> like like why do you guys love this so much? It do- it makes me the most happy that I think I can ever feel. It's just so funny. These things. The the 80s were just such an interesting time for movies in general, not even just horror movies. Like, I mean, most of my favorite, like, music, there was just something so strange about the 80s. Technology was just starting to become a thing. So, like, there's a lot of weird confusion about computers in a lot of these movies. And, like, the music is very technological and strange. Um, Like, their whole dance sequence is basically to what sounds like robots. it's, I, I have, I don't know. I just have such a strong love for it because it's so strange and weird and like trying to normalize something that they don't understand yet. So to me, it's just funny and enjoyable to watch. So I, I'm definitely on Luke's side about this. Um, <laughs> but also every time I watch Footloose, I'm like rooting for the church. So I, I, I'm like, the worst. <laughs> I, I do, I like hate dance sequences in movies. Oh, yeah, so I, I do, I do, I, I am also interested in, in what you have to say about it. But, um, yeah, like especially in like the Breakfast Club, like I'll be watching that movie oh, yeah. and I'm like, Oh no! There's Here always a dance scene Here in eighties movies. That's but it's so much fun because then you're like, okay, where's the dance scene? Okay, here it is. Like every movie, I think we discussed this month has a dance scene. Yeah. What about you, Carly? What's your what's your stance on the eighties? Uh, the, the tropes. I feel like when you when I was like watching them, kind of as like single things, I'm like, this is kind of weird. But once you see that it's in so many things, it just makes it hilarious. And I don't get mm-hmm. it. I don't understand it, but I appreciate <laughs> the hell out of it. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. Good job, Carly. That was a good way well, to. The problem it. is, is Luke, we're we're approaching this with logic, and that doesn't work for pieces. No, you, you, like, yeah, sense and logic is out the window. Well, that's what kind of pisses me off, though, is because like, no, it doesn't work here, and that's fine. Like, it, it seems like at some point, everyone just like kind of gave all these movies a pass. Like, you're bad. You have bad acting. That the blood looks terrible. The music sucks. The overdubbing's awful. But it's cool because you're in the '80s. If someone tries this shit now, it you get burnt alive for it. Yeah. So I just don't understand like. What the statute of limitations is like at one point, like your bad movie is no longer bad. I think 80s movies have like an endearing quality about them that I don't see in movies today that are bad. Like they're, there's just so much like goofy, like sound effects and weird stuff that they were testing the waters with back then that are hilarious to watch now. And I mean, maybe in 20 years, I'll feel that way about satanic i just don't yet you know (laughs) (laughs) satanic is my go-to oh my god relatively new release horror film that i make fun of um i mean there i guess there are scenes in satanic that make me fucking laugh a lot so i guess i do i have an appreciation for films that really try to be serious and then just have this really crazy goofy shit i have a soft spot in my heart for goofy shit is really what it is i love goofy shit Hmm. Especially when it's not on purpose. I don't know. There's well, just something you're be enjoyable. Disappointed. About it. You'll be disappointed to know that uh, during our first writing meeting, Luke almost immediately took out the dance sequence, oh, which is ridiculous. Come on, I thought I was going to get to be in that scene. No. Can we? Well, we'll can we at least film, film it and then we'll get got, a deleted scene? Not yeah. something that most people know about me. I'm an award-winning tap dancer, so I'm just throwing it out there. 
Wait, I have to. I have to hit pause. Yeah. Is, is this is this for real? Yeah, this is for real. <laughs> that is amazing. I won second in nationals once upon a time for tap dance. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I I legit. That's awesome. I was legit a dancer for a while, and um, not a while. I mean, my whole childhood, I was dancing from age three to eighteen. I was in dance classes all the time. Um. And I love dance. What made you lose your way? What what, what happened to you? Uh, I went to college and started drinking a lot. You know, <laughs> that's fair. I, I still I still like to take a dance class from time to time. I enjoy it. It's just you know not something I do as much anymore. But um, I I think that's also part of especially the dance stuff. Like eighties dancing is fucking weird. Do you ever? Yeah. I mean, you've seen that Friday the Thirteenth movie, Crispin Glover man <laughs> with Crispin Glover what? dancing all fucking bonkers. I mean, what? that's everyone loves that who doesn't love that that gif is all over the internet like it's it's a thing that people love but the the dancing in this movie is is also awesome because it's very much like aerobics aerobics yeah yeah it's basically aerobics and her counting is off like it's completely off with the music <laughs> and she ends and on like on a for three. so long she's counting As- to four yeah <laughs> But then ends on three. She's like out of time. She's like, she, who, what song ends on three when it's four, four time? I'll tell you what. No songs do that. No songs so. do. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's Tool. One and two, fuck about three. a time signature. Uh, <laughs> what is that one movie that has like that ridiculously sexual dance scene? And it's, it's called Pieces. Uh, because it's, yeah. you watched it, yeah. <laughs> a Suspiria. Night of the Demons. Um, we just did it. Uh, no, it's oh. not even a horror movie. Oh. It's um, it's got. What but, are you saying it for? No, no, but it, it has uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> oh, in it True Lies. And, oh, True Lies. Uh, John Travolta. Yeah. Is that no, right? uh, no Arnold Schwarzenegger? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, I, so I'm the one that I'm talking about as John Travolta and um, Jamie Lee Curtis, and it is like the most crazily sexual aerobics dance class, and she's like teaching it. Oh, I believe. I oh. know what you're talking um, about. Yeah. It, th- for some reason, like the the dance scenes in this movie made me think of that. Yeah, there's a lot of well, aerobics. With, yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. Uh, but like on top of on top of that, like one thing I I do kind of love about especially the beginning of the film is the just overt lack of empathy from every character. Like the housekeeper <laughs> at the beginning, she's like, "I'll take him to his aunts and something something." And like, yeah. She has no care whatsoever. She's like, "I hope it was an animal, not a human." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there's I, a lot of that. There's also like a I think it's just bad acting, characters but. not doing things that the characters would normally do. Like Oh, for sure. Like what's with our like detective like enlisting a child to help him uh, right? with all things cop. <laughs> Let them go into a fucking shootout. Come on, cop. Okay, fine. It's kid, really just not stay hard. <laughs> yeah, he was like you can't Wait. go in there. It's not safe. Oh, come on. Okay. <laughs> fine, <laughs> but it. just stay behind me. Done. Thanks. I need this on kid's that help. Note, though. The guy who plays the detective, uh, Christopher George, mm-hmm. his IMDb, I looked this up and it literally says, uh, as his description is solidly built, boyishly <laughs> handsome American leading man. Wow. That's, the first, that's the opening of his eye. <laughs> and me and Luke have had to deal with a lot of IMDb lately. I'm editing mine right now. Yeah. And so, to and to so, say that? <laughs> Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> I always thought I thought it would be crazy if I could edit mine to like beer built and strikingly average American writer and director. <laughs> Describes themselves like, like it's like it's like a modeling agency did his IMDb. Well, yeah, maybe that it's just amazing on his one away, sheet. But. You know, maybe that's it's just like copied from his one sheet or whatever. Isn't yeah. that what they call it? Or like exactly. their headshot with the thing on the back of it? You're just getting the bullshit out of the way. I, I know what you're thinking. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. I am solidly built. I'm, I'm, let me go. <laughs> like, ruggedly handsome. I know you just, just want tell me for it my like body. It is. 
(laughs) There's also some, like, I don't know, the effects. I think they used animals. I'm sorry, Carly. When they used, uh, when they were, like, cutting through legs and things like that. Um, And, but I did see a part, like, where, I think when the waterbed death, um, where he stabs her in the the head, and you can see the plastic knife bend in half, and yep. then, some, we just yeah, and then yep. somehow it magically goes through her mouth. Yep, that <laughs> like, cut scene. They couldn't have just cut that out, right? Like they had to keep that. I mean, you've- that's the glory of the waterbed scene. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the weird thing, though: is like as much as we're shitting on this, as much as I did not like generally fuck pieces, but like <laughs> the that opening sequence is pretty cool. Uh, there's a beautiful, like cinematography wise, chainsaw decapitation, like in the sunlight. That's dope. Oh, absolutely. This waterbed scene is actually really well shot up until the awful bent yep. knife and the stutter cut to the death. Like occasionally, pieces looks pretty good. Yeah, no, it's not bad. I mean, it's it's enjoyable to watch for sure, and I do agree that some of the shots are pretty interesting and and cool. Yeah, I think J.J. Abrams actually shot that whole like chainsaw <laughs> scene because it's got lens flares, but then it's got. Uh, I don't know if you guys have. Uh, peeped at the Seed and Spark campaign for uh, God Country, but we have these graphics that are up and they have blood splatter, but it looks like the blood splatter that hits the side of the screen is like almost the same as our graphics, <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny. But um, yeah, I, I think the way that scene is shot is really, actually really pretty. And, and, and especially like the waterbed scene too. Like uh, the first time I watched that, I remember just being like, wow, like this is, this is special. Like something about yeah. this is special. It is. Yeah, that was like, until you see that knife. Until I saw that, well, and then I was like, "This is extra special now." <laughs> this is extra, extra special. <laughs> he missed, and then she's and still she's still dead. dead. Yep. I mean, what kind of like what what other killer can can say they did that? <laughs> There's that's just that's that's just being good at your job. That's true. He's talented. <laughs> there is something uh, in the trivia that I really needed to talk about. There's a the scene where the girl gets killed in the locker room, and um. The chainsaw is going through the door and we see her wet her pants. And I remember when I watched that scene, I thought to myself, her acting so bad that they have to show her wet herself so we can tell she's scared. But apparently she actually did pee herself by accident during that scene because it was a real chainsaw and it was only a few centimeters away from her face oh my god so she literally did wet herself because she was scared and then they decided to keep it because they thought it was good isn't that bonkers yeah that's (laughs) completely terrifying the chainsaws are real, but they have a uh, like a certain blade or uh, sorry, what, what like the chains that go around the. Usually, blade. just have no chain on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they 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 can still run, but I, I, it makes me wonder if they actually had the chain on. I think they did because it, it was, had to go fantastic. through. I mean, the door. They, they obviously didn't know how to do effects. <laughs> it's the eighties. You can chop people up with chainsaws. I think and, you and know get away with it exactly. In nineteen nineteen eighty six in in Spain, they didn't have rules. <laughs> <laughs> It turns out Spain's actually super strict. Yeah, probably. We're talking it about might be. <laughs> it might be. Um, That's so I, scary. I just thought that was bonkers because in, in my head I was like, "Oh, well, she doesn't really look that scared." Maybe they just showed that to make us feel like she was scared. I but know, she was but. actually terrified. <laughs> yeah, some of the female uh, fear factor is uh, off for me, especially in the the pool scene, which is makes no sense at all to me. Like, I want to go ahead and hit this real quick. Tiny I, got, I got a recording. 10 seconds of a woman screaming bastard. Oh my God. I was like literally <laughs> thinking that the whole time. 
Wait for it. <laughs> I love that you can hear like a car honking in the distance in the middle of the second and third one. They were like, no, just keep rolling. It's fine. We'll take it out in post. Don't cut sound. Oh my God. Yes. I'm so happy Girls, you about ready? that. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, so the, with the, uh, it's the exact opposite reaction, though, with the men in this movie, um, especially with the with the the groundskeeper. Because, like, if I ever meet a girl that I can look at the same way that that groundskeeper looks at a chainsaw, uh, with just passion and desire in his eyes, like if I ever meet a girl that I'm just like, oh my god, that's the one. That's, that's the it. chainsaw so girl with right that there. Chainsaw. What was yeah. that? He was like rubbing it, it, was it down. It was a sexual point. <laughs> Oh, Just dead, radio silence. <laughs> that guy. Okay, so having sex with chainsaws—that's where we draw the no, line. No, I'm really sorry. Oh, thank you, guys. <laughs> I didn't hear you say that because I was. I talking didn't hear about you say that either. So that's that's oh. why there was radio yeah, well, silence. But it was perfect anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. He, he was he was ready to make love to that chainsaw for sure. Not even yeah, sex. He wasn't fucking that chainsaw. They were they were going to make love. He was into <laughs> yeah, it. it's sweet passion. Yeah, there was some passion there. There's a lot of like oddly passionate saxophone music. Like even <laughs> during like the aerobic scene, like they still throw like a sax in there for some reason. Like it's it's weird. Oh my god, I could talk about this movie forever, but we should probably move on, or else this episode's going to be two <laughs> hours long. It's I only going to be about pieces. We can we can talk more. I, should we maybe just talk about the pool scene? I think that's kind of important. I mean, the, the, exactly that that net. Oh my god, would not control anybody. Like, that's, I don't understand how she is so entrapped by the net. She is having a hard time. Yeah, I have a note written because, like, again, this was my first time. And, like, the the opening shot with the kid, like, bone saw on his mom. Like, that was pretty brutal, right? right? And then, like, the decapitation was pretty brutal. And then I was like, maybe we set the bar too high with those. <laughs> if the third kill is pool skimmer, you know, yeah. I mean, that, it, that's tough. Did, cause well, did I, she so die from the pool ever... skimmer? Because I didn't understand that. Because she just all of a no. sudden was just laying there. Like she was like knocked out. Yeah. Like, she, she, she was like unconscious air. somehow. <laughs> She, but she's like labored breathing, yeah. and then, but the whole time, like she's she's like you could see her eyes are like awake. Yeah. Um, but have you? Has anybody ever seen Kung Pao? Like Ender yes. the Fist. The yes. Old, yeah. Okay. So like that scene where he's like, "I will not be overcome by this tiny net," and they just throw a <laughs> miniature net on him, and he just falls down. <laughs> that, like this is the living oh, embodiment so of it. That were like completely serious. Yeah. And and it's not even like on her neck. No. But, like if you watch it, it's loosely. Yeah draped on her until she swims her way to the edge of the pool yeah, and then just gracefully pulls her out and lays her down <laughs> and she just lays there and she's fine with it yeah. again like a champ it's fantastic. he's good at his job but what's even <laughs> he also even hides better. a chainsaw behind his back when he goes into <laughs> the elevator with the dancer girl yeah yes and she somehow is like oh it's you very like sleepaway camp like oh it's you and then gets in the elevator with her with the chainsaw behind his back <laughs> Also, he has gloves on and the jacket of the killer. I mean, it's like people aren't just walking around looking like that. Yeah. One of my favorite parts at the end of that sequence is like when the detective guy comes back in and he's like talking to the male examiner who just like witnessed like uh, there's a dismembered girl like in an elevator. who's like, be honest, Doc, what are her chances? Like, bro, <laughs> she's cutting to pieces and laying in an elevator. Like, it's not looking good, bro. <laughs> well, they have another dialogue that's like um, right after the pool scene. And he says... Um, 
Uh, he said, yeah, it could, could that have been done with a chainsaw like that one over there? Like, left there, it's clearly bloody and has been used on the pile of freaking body parts. And the guy's and the like, guy, yeah, he, he examines it and he's like, I'm not an expert. Yeah. <laughs> but but yes. I'm pretty sure, yeah, that's it. This And also the school never shuts down. Like all these people are getting murdered and yet class is still in session. We're led to believe, although I see zero students walking around. This is like the most abandoned school ever. And they keep well, talking fair, about the how many. not going to shut it down. Right. But they keep talking about how like there's so many people on campus and how it's a really big campus and you can't possibly know everyone on campus. But then there's like 10 people walking around the whole time. I don't know if you've ever been to college, but usually that's not the case. Usually there's people everywhere. I mean, dance choreographers aren't cheap. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Also, and tennis I kind pros. of feel like this whole thing could have been solved if the if the de- detective was just like, okay, so this guy keeps leaving his chainsaws at every crime scene for some reason. They're not cheap. Let's just look into whoever's buying a crap ton of chainsaws at any local store. He can't do like, that. <laughs> he's too busy yelling at the doctor to give him some leads. <laughs> it's the doctor's job the to get him leads. and to g- Trying to get a fucking light, too. <laughs> Jesus, somebody help him. <laughs> and there's no... there's. I like how there's no, like other police to help them like there's no forensics Mm-mm. or anything to help so he has to ask the, the freaking professor yep. to help it's, it's it's just a man and a boy and a professor <laughs> yeah. in, a, in a dock it's a wacky wacky trio he's got oh my god all right let's talk about the end real quick and then move on because this is taking we, we can call this movie bad yeah. right <laughs> yeah but it's yeah. so yeah, bad like that's yes. why we like it yeah totally I don't understand you guys. This is like a campfire movie, man. This is, I, I do like these campfires and, and project a movie outside and yes, invite people over. This is totally. like one of my favorite ones to do. Wait, Luke, you didn't enjoy your time with this movie? Okay, here's the thing. You weren't laughing and enjoying enjoy this movie? Enjoy is no. Enjoy is a no. Hard no. What? Entertained is like a ever so often, like around 30 minutes, I started to get real bored with like the cop drama procedural shit. I was like, oh God, kill me. It's like a staple of movies from back then. Still is kind of to some extent and it's, it's never done well. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, I guess hindsight's a motherfucker, right? Because like I, I think of this story and I think, yeah, this story could be really cool. And I think, oh, it is really cool. I saw it in a movie called May that does all of this stuff in like a really serious way mm-hmm. and is a much better movie. Um, so I don't know. I love May. Yeah, it's so By good. Way, I love that movie. Well, I, I think that, like, yeah, I think their intentions were to be uh, serious. Maybe they were going for something like May, but like May succeeds in it as being serious. This one doesn't succeed, but I still think that's a win for 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 like for us. Uh, but it succeeds on nostalgia, and nostalgia alone, which is what I say about so many of these. I don't things. know that it's nostalgia. I, I don't even know about that. Yeah. I just watched it for the first time. What nostalgia? You yeah, mean like it was, 80s it was, tropes? Exactly. You know it was back in the day and you're like, hey, you know, the, the, all of these sounds that they used back then and all of like, the way – like we just had a conversation about it. Like because of the way these 80s movies do weird things, like you like them more. Wait a and minute. Forgive okay. them wait, more. Wait, 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 wait a minute. What about Greasy Strangler? That's a new movie that does something – okay, maybe it's not as serious – but I find no, that I find that movie just as endearing as I find pieces. I feel like the comedy in that was more on purpose, though. I guess, but like it does the eighties. Do you think that that is why I like Greasy Strangler because it has weird eighties nostalgia in there? Well, there's always a chance you just like bad movies. Well, I do like bad movies. No, I. I'm not, I'm not saying that's wrong. Either. It's not a like, joke. That, it's okay. true. I like yeah. bad movies because I find them fun. They're enjoyable. 
to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I think yeah. that's I think that's where I differ from a lot of people is I just don't like bad movies. Like that's that's okay. Like I sure. understand that. A lot of people really like watching Things Killing. Uh, I, I don't. <laughs> like, that's. Wait, that's, time wait, out. Wait, wait, wait. You don't like Things Killing? <laughs> you don't like Things Killing? What? Look, it has. It's it, hilarious. It's, it's, so it's funny. okay. Luke, no, no, Luke, but that's actually a comedy. That though. movie's a comedy. Talk to me, Carly. Luke, I don't like Things Killing either. <gasps> thank what? you. Thank you. <laughs> oh my God. Knife, a, a knife through my chest, but of course, you know, it misses and then I yeah. can't see it. <laughs> uh, but see, that's. So I don't even like it. Um, I will go on record saying that, uh, and I'm probably going to get hated, unfortunately, for this, but I, 80s is actually probably my least favorite um, decade of movies. Uh, not to say I don't like it, but it's just probably my least favorite. So for me, I just like this movie because it's terrible, mm. and it's a lot of fun to like watch and laugh at, and just because it's bad. Um, it, yeah, I mean, I, it, it sucks that they were trying to be serious with it, and maybe May succeeded in the in it being serious. But I, I think I fall in the category of Luke just being like, maybe you just like bad movies, and that's a hundred percent. That's probably for me. true. I just like bad movies. Yeah, that's true for me too. I do enjoy. I I love weird eighties bad movies. I just and I love eighties horror in general. I just like the look of it. Um, but I mean, that's why we do this entire eighties were weird month is because it's my excuse to make Carly watch a bunch of eighties horror movies because it's my favorite. <laughs> <Yep>. um, <laughs> no, it's a solid idea. It's a solid idea. We should do something similar because yeah, it, it's cool to have a reason to seek out stuff like this. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. This month, or do a Thanksgiving episode where we watch Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, you guys can come back on for Thanksgiving. We'll do Thanksgiving oh, in November. You, you and Jake can oh handle that. God. Me and Carly will watch. I will have good. so yeah. much fun. <laughs> okay, Jake, you can uh, come on. Gobble, It'll just be gobble, you and me and Thanksgiving. Oh my god, yes. it's so good. <laughs> Boobs within the first five seconds. <laughs> it's literally the opening shot is just a pair of breasts. <laughs> like, you know, which is, but what's funny is I, I just showed it like with a bunch of people. They had never seen it and we watch it for thanks, uh, Thanksgiving. And I, my buddy, uh, he's like one of my best friends, but his girlfriend, she only comes over when I have these events where we watch terrible. So she thinks that I only like, like, she doesn't get the irony. <laughs> and so, but I totally forgot about that first scene, and she was just out. Yeah, like, was, like oh, as soon no. as it opened it up, she checked out. Why? First off, why does the nun have her breast out anyway? Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah, she was. She was. Wait, no, it wasn't a nun. It was like a pilgrim. Yeah, it was a pilgrim. <laughs> anyway, same thing. anyway, same thing. Yeah, we're gonna save it for the Thanksgiving episode. Oh my god. Okay, I I wanted to talk about the end of this, but I also want to move on to Motel Hell, the crotch grab, or something yeah, else. Yeah, okay, let's talk about the crotch grab real quick. Oh my god, <laughs> we need to get it over <sighs> with. Um, so yeah, there's a we see the Frankenhooker. I mean, not Frankenhooker, come out of the closet or whatever the wall. <laughs> and um, what did the we? Wall. What was our first initial instinct here? I mean, I love Frankenhooker. I'm a big Frankenhooker fan. So initially, that's of course what's going to come to mind when I see this. Um, Carly, were you shocked by the uh, imagery there? Oh no, I was waiting for it to happen. Yeah, I was kind of hoping it would be a puzzle. Honestly, like Same. I was hoping there would be like jigsaw pieces, and it wasn't going to be like a Frankenstein kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it's it was the the fact that they slowed it down into slow motion has some really intense music behind <laughs> it. I guess, I guess it was kind of a moment there for me. I, like, I'm not even like bullshitting. Like there was there was something to it there, especially because this guy's so nice. He's been helping so much, and like imagine like out of nowhere you get this like composite body draped across you. Like that, that's kind of fucked up, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. And then it castrates um, you, and then yeah. It, but but then that happens, right? And like right <laughs> when that happened is like if if I was even close to giving 
pieces even a neutral mark like on the scorecard like no like his fucking jeans bleed whenever she crushes his balls like what well they they actually put razor blades in her in her like fake hand and so it did cut his pants open when she did that scene and so apparently he he actually got a cut in his groin um, so wait, they use a fake hand, but real razor blades. They put blades. razor blades in like her glove that she was wearing when she reached up so that when she reached for his crotch, it would cut his jeans open, but they didn't put enough of a protective layer. So they, he actually got a cut on his groin during that scene. That is a lawsuit waiting yeah. What that the fuck is, are they yeah. thinking? Yeah. Yeah. Razor well, blades, real I mean, chainsaws. <laughs> I don't think they like, were doing anything by the book for this movie. <laughs> Jesus. God. Like any normal man, I take a razor blade to the crotch every once in a while, but it's my personal time. I don't want somebody else telling me that to do it. It's my personal time. Yeah. Nice. Oh my god. Okay. Juke, you're 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 oddly you're oddly quiet about that. <laughs> well, I think about it. Like for for everyone that has seen for anyone that has seen the God Country teaser, like we have a razor wrapped like Bible, and like we used real razor wire like just for that shoot. Um, so like yeah, this is just making me think. Like, do we got we got we can't do this? <laughs> oh, I was talking about the crotch thing, but yeah, you're getting it back professionally. I, yeah, I, get, yeah. I get it. You're steering our conversation in the right way. We appreciate you. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> we will. I promise we will talk about God Country. We just have to get through these movies first. <laughs> Definitely not. I would love nothing more to talk about Motel Hell. Okay. Because, yeah. Let's yeah. do it. Faux show. Here, let me intro it real quick. Motel Hell from 1980. It's directed by Kevin Connor, who previously directed Love at First Glance, A Christmas Kiss 2, and The Cookie Mobster. Yes. Uh, it's written by okay. <laughs> Robert Jaffe and Stephen Charles Jaffe. The IMDb summary is a seemingly friendly farmer and his sister kidnap unsuspecting travelers and bury them alive using them to create special meat they are famous for. So, Luke, you enjoy Motel Hell. This is an 80s movie that you can get behind. Here's the thing. Yeah. I remember enjoying Motel Hell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, Was um, this a childhood it, it, movie for you? Yeah, yeah. This is one of those movies that I would watch at my grandma's house way back in the day. We, we would have it on all the time. And then as I'm watching this movie a couple nights ago, I quickly realized that literally everything I remember about this movie happens in the first 25 okay. minutes. Because <laughs> when you're a kid, and, and you just I don't, don't remember... have that like stamina. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I also realized that like that's about when it stops being fun as well. It's like right after 25 minutes. So as a kid, I probably just like walked the fuck away a whole bunch sure. and just have fond m- memories about it. Uh, but yeah, there's so much that happens in this opening 25 minutes. Like you, you establish your characters, you kill like 80 people. You find out that they're burying them in a, in the, they're, they're, they're like used, like harvesting them almost. Sure. Um, and, and then like it's just nonsense after all that. Like you have a really cool core concept that just goes off the rails at around 30 minutes and it never recovers, I don't think. Uh, well, I would beg to, you know, disagree with you. <laughs> you can beg that, that, uh, <laughs> that, um, a f- you know, a chainsaw fight with a pig head. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's kind of worth the journey. Is that a mask or is he wearing a pig head? And if he's wearing a pig head, how is he seeing? No, 100% that's a pig head and he's not okay. seeing. <laughs> my, husband, <laughs> yeah. my husband was like, he's seeing through the eyes. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to answer with yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually like when I first put on this when i read about the movie and i mean i know about the movie a lot this was my first time watching it but i knew a lot about this movie before watching it and um i 
you know, I saw the runtime was a little longer than I was hoping for it to be. And uh, but I will say I didn't feel like this dragged for me. Um, I felt like it, it had a pretty quick pace, considering how kind of long winded it is, because I think the story is interesting enough that it, it kept me interested um, throughout the movie, which I was surprised about. Uh, this isn't my favorite movie by any chance, but it was enjoyable, I thought. It's one of it's, those movies, yeah. like, I'm happy I watched it. I probably won't ever watch it again. No, or maybe I'll be not. like Luke and I watch it again in like 30 years. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's it's playful. And it's playful on purpose. Whereas Pieces is not playful on purpose. It's trying to be serious. This one is not trying to be serious. Yeah. See, I don't know about that, though. Like, part of me thinks that... I, I Part of me thinks that this movie gets labeled kind of a comedy, but... I don't know. While watching it, I, I often just kind of wonder, like, was this what? Maybe this was intentionally because it, it's a complete like ripoff of Texas Chainsaw. Yes. Well, in, like a hundred percent. In reading the trivia, it seems like it was originally a more darker film, um, and they made it. Um, they they tried to make it a black comedy, so it does have the intention of being oh, a black gotcha. comedy. So, I, yeah. If that answers your question, because it doesn't necessarily yeah. feel like a black comedy to me. Like to me, black comedies are a little funnier. Mm-hmm. Um, I laughed way more in pieces than I did in Motel Hell. Well, I'll totally. just say that. Me too. Me too. Same. Totally. And that's another one of those things, right? Like you have a movie that's not really good enough to be called scary. So we're going to try to make it comedy, but it's not funny enough to be comedy. They took so, out. So like, you're in this weird spot. You They yeah. took out a lot of dark and disturbing scenes uh or when they were writing apparently there was bestiality involved there was way more violence involved uh toby hooper was originally going to be the director um oh so i was right on my yeah (laughs) yeah it was they they opted universal studios did opted not to to continue with it so he dropped out at that point um but yeah he was universal didn't do this one though right what Universal didn't actually make this no, one, though, right? No, I don't. I think okay, they okay. stepped away from it, but they were originally interested in it. That would be some. It something. did have a surprisingly high budget, and actually, made, it looks good. Yeah, yeah like it made a lot of money. Million. It actually did really well. Um, yeah, it was. It's it's surprising that it's not talked about more because of how much like love this movie got when it came out. It was on the cover of Fangoria. Like it was a big deal when it came out. Um, they were even going to do a sequel. But it didn't happen for whatever reason. But yeah, interesting. There's also a scandal around the film. Um, I, I'm going to totally grossly misquote this, but um, the lead actor, I can't remember his name. I don't know if anybody has the IMD re- at ready, but um, he uh, he like he had slept with like a, he was married and he had slept with a ton of women. And um, there was another, I think in the same town, I, uh, none of this is going to be correct. Just the director by the way, but, did, you're saying? Kevin Connor? Um, no, the, oh. uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull up the oh, IMDb the, quick, um, but, uh, the Vincent Smith, Rory Calhoun. Calhoun, yeah. Um, there was another actor that was going, that, that he was like, uh, oh God, you gotta say I shouldn't it, even, even started this, I should, I, but I think it had something to do with why this movie was so well known at the time, but, um, it was like rock Hudson or something like that. And he was kind of like a, uh, a leading action actor, but he was actually like a closet homosexual and the tabloids were going to have a heyday with it mm-hmm. and, you know, come out, uh, with that 
article that he was homosexual. But instead, what they did was they threw uh, Rory Calhoun's story uh, out there before to, to, to kind of throw the scent off. And um, and when when questioned about it, uh, Rory Calhoun was like. Uh, they, they basically said, oh, you, you slept with like 50-something women and you have a wife. Like, why would you do that? Blah, blah, blah. And he was like, that's not even the half of it. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. He had slept with so many more women, apparently. Wow. Or something. It was like in the hundreds or something. But um, this all came out in the news. And I think it actually boosted like the publicity oh. of Motel Hell. That, none of that is probably factually accurate. So I hope somebody fact checks. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But I just remember hearing about this. Um, and I figured maybe that would be worth noting. But I, I think that, I think that also helped with motel hell oh, because probably. it was right around the same time. Mm-hmm. And that was the, that was the movie he was acting in at mm-hmm. the time. That's interesting. That is interesting. Totally. I, I think, uh, yeah, there's like a, the sex in this movie is very strange just in general. <laughs> like the, the attitude towards sex in this movie is very strange. It's like uh, in this movie, it's kind of strange. Yeah. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I, I think that if you get to a point, and this is moving a little farther in the in the movie, but if you get to a point where you walk into that motel, hello is what they call it in the in the movie mm-hmm. or whatever. But um, if you walk into that and you think this is a swingers bar or a swingers <laughs> situation, it's those two couples come in. Like you have messed up in life, and you probably deserve to get whatever you're about to get. Oh my god, like, I wasn't like, even like, thinking the, about the whip whipping lady. The whipping. Oh my god, she's <laughs> crazy. In sight. I wasn't even thinking about that. I was thinking more about like. A young, beautiful woman falling in love with a very old man uh, for some oh, reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that, that brings every day. And this cop, actually, this cop ra- basically raping her, and then somehow he's the hero, and that's and then she falls in love with him. Yeah, I noticed how like uh, just, just like you know walked over that whole scene, yeah. is, and I'm like that would not fly in a movie today. No. There's no um, reason that he has to like rape, like not rape her, but like you know force himself upon her. It, yeah, it's yeah. it's. It makes you hate that character, and there's no reason for that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it's if, just part of that charming just, '80s culture. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it was like a, he tries to kiss her, and she's like, "No, I'm sorry," like that would have been the end of it. We get the same feel, uh, and we don't hate him. You know what I nostalgia. mean? Like, and also, that guy drives around like batshit crazy the entire movie, even when there's not an emergency. Like his sirens are on, he's skidding left and right. I, Until he hits one pothole. Yeah. He's just like fucking. <laughs> and then he gets stuck. He's just fucking like skidding around the whole movie. Like everything's an emergency. It's, it doesn't make any sense. Like the first time he pulls up and his sirens are going, I'm like, why is he doing that? There is no emergency right now. And why is this woman just staying at this house? Like, why is it's she so just weird. staying there? Her boyfriend is killed. Dead. He dies. And she just takes their word for it. Yeah. And then oh, we buried him already. Like, without testing anybody. Yeah. <laughs> they it's buried the him. It's the town. law. Yeah. They buried him. And then, the, and then they just leave her there. And it's okay. And she just wants to stay. And she, I mean, that farmer has to say very little to get her to stay. He's just like, you're meant to be here. And she's like, oh, yeah, you're right. And then she just falls in love with him. And that's fine. So bizarre. That's Stockholm. It's, <laughs> Again, it's very Charmaine quick for Stockholm. Just a bad movie. Just a bad <laughs> yeah. movie. It is, it's okay. But no, but this was, one is supposed to is... be funny, Luke. Like, I think that that is on purpose. That's part of what's meant to be the comedy in this movie. I think I didn't get it. <laughs> I didn't get it, that. You're right, right. No, I don't think it so works. Because... 
But I thought Luke liked this movie, and so I was so I thought prepared. I did too. I was so prepared to be like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, you want to talk shit on pieces?" But like, Motel Hell is not good either. Like, but it was like you know, uh, I just I just thought it was really good. No, I'm just a lot realizing of fun, and now that you've nine year old me was wrong. Yeah, and that's okay. Like, nine year old you was wrong. The this 25 like, minute movie that nine year old Luke saw was good, and that's it. <laughs> And that part still holds up, by the way. Motel yeah. Hell is trying to hit comedy points and fails, whereas Pieces hits comedy points and doesn't mean to. Right. I think there's a there's a distinct difference there because Motel Hell just doesn't quite work for me. Like, I get it. Like, I get why people like it. It's just not my favorite. I, I have a question to ask you two being female, since I would have no idea. Yeah. Um, this, what do you mean? You just, eh, man, <laughs> are they? <laughs> I guess technically we don't. I'm not. I don't. I haven't seen them. Uh, but, <laughs> no, I'm saying like you speaking like you don't have some. In, in, oh, you're okay. just in no way in touch with my feminine side. <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I thought you were thought unsure you were, of like, my implying that they were in, yeah in sure. of the, their femininity. But um, has a woman in the throes of passion and and desire ever uttered the words "take me"? Is that a thing? I mean, I've never done that. That's a big negative. (laughs) But I've never heard that be a thing. (laughs) I mean, I... And she says that to Vincent. I I can only speak personally and that I have never said that. No. No. Neither have I. Maybe as like a joke, you know, if someone says (laughs) something like horrible, I might be like, oh, take me, you know, like I would never like (laughs) actually say that. That's the line that you open with. Yeah, that's a joke. Very serious. (laughs) That's a joke I use. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> take, take, take me. If someone says something really disgusting, Hello, my or, take me. You know, <laughs> if my husband farts, I might say something like that. You know, as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't say it like seriously. Like I know Luke has said it, but and, I, and I've definitely said it. Yeah, um, men say it more often. I think. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, oh yeah. It's a more so masculine. I get my clothes off and I'm like, take me. <laughs> Anyway, that's my only notes for Motel Hell is if women say take me. So <laughs> is this a thing? I checked that one. Off I think having men on the show has totally clouded our our peen talk, Carly, because we totally didn't even talk about the peen in pieces. Um, Profile peen. We did too. not talk about the peen. Yeah. We might we might yeah. just like get our peen lovers card taken away. <laughs> I, I would love to go back to that if 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 anybody. I mean, nope, we're moving on. <laughs> okay. I just need to mention All it. Right. I mean, there's a peen in that movie. I'm just saying I'm here for that conversation. You want to talk about the peen? I, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's what we do on this show. That is so what we do. You, it's appropriate yeah. to circle back. That's why I like your show. <laughs> we just go back and forth. We don't really have a rhyme or reason to anything. We just kind of bounce around. It's fine. At this point, we've introduced both yeah. movies. We're good. <laughs> Fair Sometimes game. we don't even do that. <laughs> it's true. Obligation fulfilled. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, with any Modern Horrors Network show, I just hit the 10 second skip until I hear the word penis, oh, really? dick, anything like that. Nice. And then I'll tune in for the next like minute and then probably keep skipping. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, I'm just kidding. I, mean, I only most... do that to the main Modern Horror show. And not you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, we talk about peens way more than just once a show. So it's you true. would miss the rest I, of the peen If talk. I skip, I'm going to miss it. It's yeah. true. It's exactly yeah. true. That's why people it's tune so in frequent. each week. <laughs> They're like, what peen are they going to talk about now? <laughs> Well, basically, in pieces, there was a side profile of a peen and on and delicately lit. It was, I will say, yeah. it tastefully, was tastefully, very tastefully lit. lit. It was tastefully Abrams lit. I mean, it was a, it was yeah. decent looking. There was nothing wrong with it. You know, it didn't like have anything weird going on. So that was at good. what point would there be something wrong? With, I need to know. Like, yeah, that yeah. is a good point. Like, because like, I want to know what like, would make it look weird. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, Are we like, like like a softball sized lump is weird. <laughs> sure. or like, yeah, like it didn't have a tumor on it. 
it wasn't no. excessively hairy. Asking for a friend. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It wasn't excessively hairy. Uh, you know, it looked, which is surprising for the time. It was. True. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> there, there might have been a merkin involved. I was going to say sure. no male merkins. If you there might have see, been, if we you don't know. see it. We talk about merkins quite a bit too. We do. Um, but usually that's Can just for Can you define merkin, please? Yeah, please. Oh, a merkin is, is um, a like a wig, wig, a pubic wig, if you will. Oh. It's u- it was used in quite a few uh, 80s horror films for women when, um, like, most, noti- most notably in Return of the Living Dead, um, when she's dancing around, they um, they thought it looked bad. They, they thought it looked too x-rated to have her dancing around with pubic hair so they shaved it off and then realized no that makes it Big worse mistake. yeah so then they <laughs> so then they put a merkin on her uh to hide it again yeah they, apparently the time, they don't realize that the hair actually covers up the genitalia right and that when you right, shave it off right. you can actually see it this also occurred in another movie what was the movie we just did that they did that again I don't remember. Um, God country. There's a couple yeah. movies. All the Merkins. A couple Merkins. And God you have a whole Merkin department. You need to crowdfund some more for the Merkin Well, I actually personally donate all of my downstairs hair to a Merkin oh. uh, company. Philanthropist. Good for you. <laughs> well, Good for you. They, they actually, it's like locks of love. Is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what they do is they is they take it and they donate it to people who who can't grow hair oh. or you know have a disease. It's very sweet. thoughtful of you. Any disease, just a disease. It, it is. I appreciate you recognizing that because yeah. I do also think it's very thoughtful of wow. you. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Oh my god. Uh, anyway, so in this movie, <laughs> when they cut the vocal cords, I like how they stop mm. trying to communicate at all costs. Like it's just. Your vocal cords are cut, so you're instantly a zombie you're and can only make gurgling sounds. Yeah. Yeah, I tried to sort of mimic that while I was watching. I was also mega stoned. Yeah. But I was like, man, <laughs> like, if I, like, just hold my Adam's apple, like, really fucking tight, like, does that change my ability to, like, mouth words? No. I don't, I don't think you it does. You still have a mouth and a tongue. <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it'd just be, like, whispering. I mean, think of the loved ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. He can still like make words. It sounds like okay. It sounds like like whispering, or it sounds like you know throaty, weird gargling. But you can still use your tongue and your mouth to like mouth words, right? Instead, you don't you're just control. like control all your. That guy function. takes the cover, the bag off the guy's head. The the first scene that we see in the garden, and. And he's like just making like he's trying to warn him, I think, that someone's behind him, but instead he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> like he's a zombie. <laughs> so I don't So why the hell are there bags of there? None of the process of making these uh, people planting these people makes any sense. No, no, not like at all. why not just cut them up and freeze them and then <laughs> Well bro, you don't want to use preservatives. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. It's, these are free range. Well, Organic. No, they're yeah. not. Well, we actually range, found out at the end of the twist ending that they actually they do use preservatives. Use preservatives so. His last yeah. words. See? So it doesn't make any sense that that they go through all of this hypnotism and process of of burying these people. I think it, they just get their rocks off for it, honestly. Yeah, probably. He he is playing god here. I mean, that's they they definitely just flat out say it a couple times. Yeah. Not my god. <laughs> Let me run a scenario past you guys. Sure. <laughs> You're in the rural wherever. You see a, a billboard for Farmer Vincent sausage links or whatever the fuck he's got going on. You've seen this movie. This movie is like somehow based on reality. You know that these are human sausages, but you also know the look of pure bliss that people have whenever they <laughs> consume these. 
would you try one? Well, Carly and I are both vegetarian. So that's a big negative. That's a big negative on this side. You did not tell me that before I came on here, Luke. (laughs) Yeah, we're not doing these shows with no goddamn vegetarians. (laughs) I'm a pescatarian, (laughs) so I eat fish. I thought that was a religion, to be honest, until just now. (laughs) Well, I'd be worried about getting that syphilis of the brain. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, why did I miss something? The syphilis of the brain. Oh. (laughs) Which Which is actually, like, I don't know if you guys made that connection, but I'm pretty sure they're talking about kuru like the disease that you get from oh. eating other you know human flesh sure no shit like papua new guinea like oh. yeah no i know yeah. Yeah, yeah but like syphilis of the brain because it, they're talking about like it's, it scrambles your brain it does mm-hmm. yeah but that's what kuru does it like melts yeah, your brain yeah, yeah so i'm i like like mad cow yeah yeah i'm pretty sure they're talking about uh like syphilis of the brain that that was their way of saying kuru yeah probably huh. i um i actually went to a cannibal exhibit here at one of the museums in san diego last of year course. They had a cannibal exhibit, which was really cool. And they talked about all like the islands and different instances of cannibalism and how it affects your brain and all that. Yeah, it's crazy. Look, I would do it, man. And I, I get weird looks for this all the time. But if I'm in like Thailand, and I think Jacob missed a big opportunity here. <laughs> but like if I'm in Thailand oh and they have like a really like maybe like a four ounce like little slab of like expertly, you know, uh, curated human thigh. I would eat the shit out of it. Why do you think Thailand has human meat on display? Because Thailand is a lawless land. It's it's really not. It's It's, like the Wild West. It's really not a lawless land. (laughs) I mean, Jacob's telling me like you pay 10 won or whatever to fucking jump in the back of a a pickup truck, you know, for 10 cents to go. I mean, it's a lawless land. He was in a different place. There are things like that, but I don't don't think that that constitutes uh, or equates cannibalism. Well, well, I'm just saying that it's more likely you're, <laughs> okay. you're more likely to have a cannibalistic outcome in a lawless land. I feel like my main takeaway from this is that Luke would eat human flesh. I is just that, want to find a reason really to try. It. Yeah, let's not let's not let's like move past that. Let's not let's not skip the fact that he just yeah, said he would where, eat human that's flesh. That's my uh, <laughs> focus. It's true. I would too if I thought that maybe like if I thought I could evade the disease that. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm like sure. this guy's the best. He no yeah. one does it better. Like Farmer Vincent does this. You've seen it. You've seen the clearly process. he has Kuru though. I mean, well, I have like, heard the Modern Horrors podcast before, so I am well aware that you have had a lot of uh, bodily issues, Luke, with cuts mm. and things that you try yeah. to do surgery on yourself. Um, yeah. So in in any instance, have you ever like bitten off, you know, something <laughs> mm. and then tried that? That's interesting. Have I? Um, I don't think so. No, no. I, I, I'm not more of like um. Th- I need to experience. Like it takes two to tango. Sure, right? sure. Like I can't mm. eat myself. You don't. You you're know? not interested in performing cannibalism on yourself. It, it, and I know exactly what goes into this body, and it's not good. <laughs> right? So like, I, 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 we're gonna need to choose uh, something a little bit. You want a farm-grown yeah. human flesh? Yeah, we need some fillet. Yeah. I will say this is the only experience I have to answer that question, but I have had a piece of me end up. Uh, well, that wasn't going to sound good. <laughs> <In your mouth. laughs> I have had a piece of me end up inside someone. Um, no, I've had a piece of a cut off piece of my finger, uh, like somebody swallowed it oh. on accident. Oh my god! Is actually somebody you guys would know too, which is crazy. But um, it's kind of it's kind of a little bit of a lengthy story. But I was cutting something and ended up chopping off a piece of my finger and put it in a bowl of apples uh, to feed to somebody. I worked at Whole Foods. Oh, my God. Oh my God. Um, and I handed it out like a sample, and they were eating it, 
And uh, I look down and my finger is just pouring blood and I'm wrapping it up and I'm looking for the other piece. And there's a pretty decent chunk oh out of the God. tip of my finger. And, um, <laughs> and I look out to this, this person and he's just eating the apples and like hands me back to the dish and it's gone. And there's, I literally cannot find the other piece of my finger. So I'm 90% of the sure that my part of my finger uh, have I told you this story? Have so I told you're you who Farmer it is? Vincent. No. You're basically so, literally yeah. Farmer Vincent right now. Remake. Your finger yeah. marinated in apples. Oof. It sounds delicious. It doesn't sound bad, though. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. It, and Apple compote so, on top of yeah. uh, finger skin. Yeah. It's like it was actually uh, Steven Tyler. Uh, he had came in and I what? chopped apples and I was so nervous when I was chopping apples that I think I cut through my finger. Um, I'm only saying that because I'm. I'm, I'm going to go on a limb and say that he maybe doesn't listen to this podcast and we're not going to get sued. For sure. Uh, but <laughs> when I looked out... Um, there goes the crowdfunding yeah, he, money. <laughs> great. <laughs> you're not saying it was him. You're just saying it's like... You're, you're not saying he it ate your finger. It was someone that looked like, like Stephen Tyler. Well, you're saying that you're 90% sure he ate your finger. Like There's a 10% chance. Yes, there's a 10% chance. <laughs> and also, oh let's be honest, with the way he looks now, it could have either A, been Stephen Tyler, who I was pretty sure it was, or a gypsy woman. Yeah, it could have been. <laughs> yeah. Or or my 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 wide mouth grandmother, Ned. my yeah. neighbor, <laughs> old nanny, my neighbor from New York, down the street. Damn, shots fired! Wait, wait oh is, is he your God. neighbor? Are you going to tell him? Are you going to tell him? She's just calling out some wide no, mouth neighbor from New York. <laughs> I'm just making it Bitch. up. There's no one I'm having in mind. Oh my God! <laughs> oh my God! Okay, that's a fun fact. That is yeah. not a fun fact. That is, is terrifying and horrifying, and I. I hope that I'm just saying a piece of me has been inside Stephen Tyler. <laughs> That's ninety percent sure oh that a piece of me has been in yeah. Moral of the story, yeah, check a, your samples. 10%. I might need it. Yes. Moral of the story, don't <laughs> eat apples at Whole Foods. <laughs> yeah. There might be some fingers <laughs> in there. How do you well, not the notice don't there's know that finger? I didn't unpurposely well, put how it in there. how would that would it be laying on top of a piece of apple? Like how how would that work? So, like I went behind Was it the, just the apple slices? Yeah, I chopped up a bunch of apples, but I, like I was nervous. I mean, it was, it was Steven Tyler, right. so I was you know a little <laughs> nervous to meet him. Uh, and I was chopping up these apples, and my hands were so cold because I worked the wet wall, so I wouldn't have felt it even if I did mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, and then once I handed him the apples, I what I did is I chopped everything and then I scraped everything Skipped with a knife bowl. off of the counter, the contents of everything on the counter, which is where my finger piece would have ended right. up and i put it in the bowl and handed it to him he gave me the bowl back completely empty. so he was the only one eating the apples is what you're saying yes there was no one yes. else even weren't like free samples you were handing out to multiple people no this yeah, was, it was a ju- special just apple apple bowl. Why, why couldn't steven tyler just fucking eat an apple like a normal human is really the question is this his fault well, there were consequences. Yeah. <laughs> there, yes, yes. He doesn't know if there's fingers in them. Uh, no, he he had given me like a couple different apples to try, and I I had chopped Who a few before that? that. And I well, at Whole, at Foods. Whole Foods, you can yeah, yeah, you can let him sample everything. Yeah. So he wanted to he's taste got money. Apples. He can buy multiple different types of apples. Like wait, I hear he's broke. <laughs> I hear he's not doing so well oh until he sues your ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's going to do real well but soon. Hey, either way, Stephen Tyler's listening to you guys' podcast. Thanks, oh Stephen right? Tyler. That's true. There's the yeah. plus side. Shout out. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> let's move on. I don't exactly. know how we move on from that, but I think we need to try. <laughs> <laughs> well, Farmer Vincent can't put a bumper on a car. That's for sure. Well, who lets someone that? just put a bumper sticker on I their know. car? Yeah. That's that was the most insane part of this entire movie. There's I don't care about the cannibalism. 
don't yeah that's downright offensive how dare yeah. you take a bumper sticker and just put it on my car and not even put the take the care to make sure it's straight there's bubbles in it it's t- mm-hmm. Part of it's hanging Disgusting. off, mm-hmm. and then to walk around and scare the shit out of my kids. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Here, let me make this better. Scare the scariest parts of this movie do involve cars, though, because to me, what is so scary is whenever people keep falling in mud puddles yeah. and then directly getting in their cars. And nice cars, like yeah. nice classic cars. Yeah. They just get in their car. Like the the vet guy or the, the guy checking the, the spots on the pigs, he fell in this puddle and the whole backside of him is just muddy. He gets and sits in his car, which I'm pretty sure had white interior, and that scares the crap out of me. Yeah, that's true. It is true. They're not paying attention. They're going to make them all muddy. Yep. Oh, my God. All right. I don't really know if I have a lot to say about this movie, honestly. That's more interesting than your Apple finger story. Yeah. Um, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to no, do that. Oh, no, that's, that's totally really fine. I enjoyed your story Thank a you. lot. Um, you're, you're welcome. It was le- I did it for you guys. I really, you're the best. <laughs> you did it for us back yeah. then. <laughs> there, There is one more thing that I, I think that we might be forgetting to talk about, but how the hell did they not realize that those were cardboard cows when they pulled up <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and she even mentions like hey there's something weird about these they're, they're cartoons bitch it's a cardboard yes. cutout like obviously why don't they just cow? drive through them oh my god so many questions it's obviously a <laughs> that's trap. what i do when, that's what i do when i see a chick-fil-a billboard i'm like there's something weird there's an actual cow up there <laughs> how did that He's cow get up there that? he needs to be careful <laughs> A ladder on a billboard? That's insanity. Is there an elevator up there? How did they get the cow up there? That's so funny. (laughs) No idea. That cow has a paint can and is painting. (laughs) It's insane. You can't hold that with hooves. (laughs) (laughs) That cow has opposable thumbs. Yeah. I say that I don't know how they recognize that, but like a hundred percent last night I was on a date with somebody and I kept looking into a different room and seeing somebody who looked exactly like them and was like, I mean, low key checking that other girl out, uh, while with the, with, on a date with this girl who's at the table right next to me. It took me about mm, an hour into the date to realize that it was a mirror <laughs> wall and I was looking at the girl next to me. Oh. <laughs> and I admitted that to her thinking that would be a compliment that I was not, I was checking out a different girl, but that different girl was, was her. Uh, didn't process that way to her, no, but didn't work um, out so too I'm good. just saying I probably would be like, those cartoon, those cows look cartoony. Mm. I guess it's just what they're eating. <laughs> Better get up. I'm gonna, and I'm gonna be honest with you, Jake. Them. I'm I'm not surprised that that didn't work out for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I, I didn't say it didn't work yeah. out. Oh, okay. Well, good for you. I think you did. It, <laughs> you did. Gotcha. You did kind of say. Away from my house, I had to say somewhere. <laughs> uh, true. We, we are. We had some bad floods last night. Actually. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> Quick question. Like Currently, Jake Parker over here. Like, <laughs> it is a hundred percent flooding here in Nashville. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So, Carly, you have spent some time in rural America in your I have in your movings around, and yeah. you guys live in in Tennessee, which I assume has some rural areas you are familiar with. Okay, do you guys yes. are you guys familiar with the uh, the pig call? Suey, suey, suey. Yeah. Fuck yeah, my grandpa had a pig farm and that's exactly what he said. Okay. Wow. Can someone please explain so why that's a thing? Uh, yeah, I can't I can't explain okay. it to you, but yeah, uh my my uh, my my 
it wasn't even my grandpa. It was my great grandpa. Like, he looked like a, a dead, like a decomposing corpse when I was twelve. Okay, I mean he was old. Sure, um, he's still alive. So like he's he's, wow. he's still, acting? still kicking. He's yeah, he's Clint Eastwood yeah. actually. <laughs> <laughs> He's directing more, but yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I remember he would have a bucket. He would go out to the hogs, and this is—I mean, yes—I grew up in Shelbyville, Tennessee. So he would he would sprinkle it around and go suey suey, and the, the motherfuckers would come. It works. I don't know what it means, but it's it, it's a pig lure I for think, sure. I think honestly, you could probably say anything if you're constantly if you're constantly feeding your animals and you say that thing, they're gonna come. Like it's just a weird thing that it seems only for pigs that is used. Um, it's like a it's like a pig gang call. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if it works on people. I wonder if like people should change their Tinder bio to just sweet. Probably. <laughs> see see what results you get for a whole week, dude. A couple sounds show people up. People know what that is. They, yeah, <laughs> on farmers only, it like works a hundred percent of the time. <laughs> get some fat chicks though. <laughs> Sorry, that was inappropriate. This is incredibly like <laughs> you guys should never ever have asked me to be on here. Why? No, I'm having a I'm great just time. Apologize We're advance. having a wonderful yeah. time. You are welcome back on the show anytime. Okay. Anytime you want. Well, thanks. Juke Rodriguez, will be however. The next, the next no, just kidding. <laughs> Juke Rodriguez. <laughs> just kidding. Duke Rodriguez. That could be a video. Just game. kidding, Juke. You're good. Oh, so could Juke. <laughs> no. All right. No, Juke, Juke has staying power, but it's not video game potential. Duke is though. Oh. Yeah. Duke Rodriguez. All right, let's talk Duke about your guys' Rodriguez. movie now. Let's finally get into that because we we've kind of hinted uh, and talked about God Country a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna let you guys chat a little bit about that, and then we can uh, we'll jump in and and talk about it some more. Arguably, this is the one we know the least amount about <laughs> out of the three movies. <laughs> Just want you guys to know. Yeah, so I think uh, it's been uh, – Facebook just let us know not long ago, but a little over a year uh, since me and Jake met. And Aww. it's kind of a kind of a ridiculous story. Like I guess he just heard the Modern Horrors podcast. We made a mention of being in Nashville. He's in Nashville, so he reached out. And he's like, hey, do you want to get together and talk about stuff sometimes? I've made some music videos. I've, I've done this, that, and the other. He sent us some links. And, and at the time, we were like, yeah, we want to get more involved in like original, you know, content, video content and stuff. We didn't even really know what that meant at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we eventually met up. It was me, him, and Jacob Hopkins. And uh, I think within like the first hour or so, we kind of realized we don't want to make YouTube videos. We want to make a, a feature film. And, and we, we, at that point, just started asking ourselves, what is scary? Like, what, what is scary to us right now? about the world that we live in. And that was around the same time where all those church shootings were happening. Uh, one of my uh, friends uh, who's gay, he actually got beat up like almost to death by his Lyft driver at the time, Jeez. like left him in a pool of blood. Well. Like, and literally like this is a Lyft driver that picked him up from a gay bar. It's like, you know oh. what you're dealing with. Like it's, it's definitely premeditated. Yeah. Uh, and then the way that the laws and structure are set up, like there's nothing he can even do about that. Um, so it was just a whole, like the climate was right at the time for us to make a movie about quote unquote religious extremists uh, and that's what we've done yeah and i i actually my dad was a pastor so i grew up in that whole world uh so i i feel like that kind of gave us a unique angle to be able to talk about these subjects and and these topics from somebody who has had to study that stuff and, mm-hmm. and does know that and has you know uh been subjected to that all growing up that sounded like i was tortured but <laughs> um, but uh but like so with with the extremist characters, obviously I don't know anybody that's liked that, and if I did, that would be a huge problem. But um, 
but uh, there are people that you know often are shoving religion down people's throats, and I've always had a huge problem with that. And so I think a lot of that you know kind of came together, and and I think Luke also felt the same way. Um, but with the story that he was just telling you about the the Lyft driver and everything like that, um, the pieces kind of all just fell together, and we were just able to kind of put them into a puzzle. Yeah, I think it was. Good timing. So, so the idea is basically this. Uh, I mean, this is just a more elongated version of the plot synopsis on IMDb or whatever. But basically, uh, you've got this guy named Ben who grew up in this really small, shitty, judgmental town, which I know a lot of people can probably identify with immediately. Uh, and there comes a certain time where you just realize that you're not quite like the people around you. And I think I dealt with that whenever I was growing up. But, you know, for me, it was because I liked heavy metal music and had long hair and these big ridiculous pants and all this stuff. Um, but, but for Ben Marsh, the, the lead character, it's because he's gay and he's in this small town and he's just tormented by all these people around him. Well, one thing leads to another. He's getting, he gets taken out of that town. Uh, a good 15 years or so passes and then, uh, He's formed this new life with an awesome guy in, in Chicago who is like the exact opposite of him. Like he's not, he's not upset or like, he's not like a repressed about his sexuality or anything. He kind of teaches Ben that it's, it's okay. Like here in the big city, like, uh, being gay isn't this, isn't this quote unquote sin like it is everywhere else. Uh, and then through a certain chain of events, they both have to go back to Ben's hometown where he realizes that, uh, things, Things are not the things in the town of White Hope are not quite how they are everywhere else. I, right. I mean, I just think that's such a great idea for a movie. Yeah. And um, especially now in today's climate and, and dealing with, like you said, the shootings and religious extremism is I mean, it's always been there. Let's be honest. But um, with social media and everything, it's becoming uh, even bigger mm-hmm. issue sometimes. And I, I think that it's a great idea for a plot. You don't see a lot of. Uh, horror films are centered around um, homosexuality um, and th- and what they have to deal with, um, especially in small towns and things like that. Um, I just think it's a really original, yeah. really cool idea. I'm super excited for you guys. Same. Um, we have donated a bit, and and we'll probably throw a little bit of our final girls money towards you guys. We're we're super stoked for the movie and are proud and excited of our modern horrors brethren. Aww. Yes, yeah. um, thank you. Um, so I just wanted to let you guys come on and talk about it and, and, um, maybe you can tell people how they can watch the trailer, which is stunning and everyone should Mm -hmm. watch it. Um, tell them where they can go to watch that and donate if they'd like to help. Yeah. So you can go to uh, seedandspark.com, search for God country. You'll see it there. You can go to modernhorrors.com. Uh, there's a God Country article on the featured section there. Uh, you can also go to God Country Film on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. It's it's linked in all of those places. We have really cool rewards as well. I mean, anything from like a, a postcard from the town of White Hope all the way up to like a digital copy of the movie uh, to a Blu-ray of the movie all the way up to like legit like Bible props that we were making for the for the. Flick. I think I'm getting a Bible um, prop. I'm really excited about it. It's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really, really cool slash kind of blasphemous. But like in order to get to the Bible that you see at the end of the teaser trailer, like uh, Jake went through a lot of um, uh, variants. Smashing the word of God <laughs> yeah, yeah, multiple yeah. times. Uh, yes, yeah, so the, there's, a, there's a tier where you can actually music, get one of those. The music, by the way, in the trailer gives me chills. It's an amazing choice. I have such a weird... Um, I have weird feelings when people use old music to creep you out in movies. 
And you guys picked a yeah. great one. Like, I'm kind of weird about if it's a good choice or not. And I think, I don't know. It just, it fits perfectly. I love Ugh. the old radio. The hair, I think it is, like, with the blood and the imagery is just so strong yeah, yeah. and just gets me so excited. Yeah. I can't imagine any one of our listeners not watching this trailer and not being super excited and and wanting to help you guys out. So, no, you guys have done an incredible job so yeah, far. I'm really excited to see the final product. Totally. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Something that was super important to, to me and Jake both, and this is something that we keep going back to all the time through through script edits and all this stuff, is like we keep getting this feedback from people that we really appreciate that have a lot of experience in the industry, but like, hey, you need to do X, Y, and Z in order to be in order to follow some sort of format. Um, and then me and Jake, the more we think about this, the more we're like, we don't really know if we want to do that, right? Like, we don't know if we want to follow like a traditional structure or, or play by those mm-hmm. same rules, uh, because that's that's a lot of what we don't like about some of the new movies that come out. Uh, we want to make something that is aggressive soon uh, you know early and often and, and kind of keeps its foot on the pedal for the majority of the movie uh honestly uh, and, and if we don't have that's not to say there's not going to be like character development and stuff like that but um we're, we're, we're giving the people what they came for in god country yeah and our, our one of our bigger goals was to create something that is dark nasty i mean me and luke we disagree about a lot of different movies but when it comes down to it we love our brutal films you know especially with like the new french extremity and and the stuff that can get really really gnarly and so our intentions was to be with practical effects be super gnarly but at the same time juxtapose that with beautiful cinematography um and even on our seed and spark you know we talk about it uh there are a lot of movies that we're taking influence from that aren't horror that, that are just shot gorgeously. Um, even our uh, cinematographer, he's, he's not even traditionally a horror fan. Um, you know, he didn't really grow up with it, but, um, you know, he's studied no country for old men, like, you know, these Roger Deakins, like that stuff like that. And so that's our goal is to make a beautiful film. That's brutal. It's quick and gets you in and out and keeps your entertainment. And not to, I mean, this is somewhat shots fired, but not really. But but what's important here is like me, especially me, but Jake, Jake as well, we've been reviewing horror movies for a long time. We've been talking about other people's horror movies for a really long time. And we are going to practice what we preach. I think we've seen some cases where some people in the media, horror media, et cetera, ha- have released some films that they aren't terrible. But like, how can you how can you hold all of these other films that you're talking mm-hmm. about to this higher standard if you don't hold okay. yourself to that standard? And we we totally plan on doing that. I mean, if if everything goes our way, this is kind of nerdy shit. But like, we're going to be filming on uh, on an Alexa Mini, which is I mean, this is like Warner Brothers mm-hmm. uses Alexa cameras. I mean, yeah. it, it's going to be an amazing. Uh, film from a, aesthetically, from like a uh, brutality standpoint, like it's going to be pretty, pretty polished, and hopefully that comes through it in the teaser. Really yeah. does. No, I was just agreeing. Like it does. Like your trailer is is legit. Yeah. Like I don't know. It's it gets it's getting people excited, and if it's not, like they're stupid because <laughs> I don't know. I haven't. I don't. We do trailer <laughs> we trash talk every week. Your yeah. trailer gets me more excited than ninety five percent of the For trailers sure. that we're watching. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I, I I will give a lot of that credit to to Luke honestly because when when we cut the trailer uh, it was great and then when he put the sound design behind it I was like, "Oh my god, like this is this is this is real. Mm-hmm. This is something crazy." Uh so uh, Luke's the sound design and uh to go back to a little bit what you said about the gospel, you know, music being used and stuff like that. That's that's actually one thing that we're really wanting to do is we've been talking with local uh you know 
uh, musician. I don't know why I blanked on the word musician, but uh, we've been talking to local musicians about doing covers of like uh, public domain mm. gospel music because we want that to be integrated into the soundtrack. And, um, you know, a lot of the score is going to have that earthy gospel feel to it while also, you know, having the, the <laughs> flair. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so I, I think I, I'm I, honestly after cutting the trailer and then getting it back from Luke, I was the same way you guys were like just giddy about it. I was like, Oh man, this is, this is so cool. So I guess uh, credit to Luke yep. on the sound design. Credit to both I'll of you it. guys. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's exciting. We are so excited. I'm going to try and shove my way in there any way I can. Uh, I, yeah. I Please, both of you guys. Yes. Yeah, like, I mean, honestly, we, when you're literally. ready to shoot, I will take a week off of work and Same. come down and, and, and hang out and help you guys out if you want it. Um, I'm not going to like force my way in, but I've been saying I it will. since you guys have told me about it. I'm like, I <laughs> yeah. will hold a boom mic. I will stand in the background. I will do anything you, you need help doing. I'll go get coffees. Like, I don't, I don't, you know, no ego. I want to just be a part of it and help you guys out. And I'm just super excited. We'll put a C stand in your hand for sure. Fuck, I'm so into it, dude. Let's do it. You can yeah. you can be the one that asks the girls if they're ready. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready, girls? <laughs> ready, girl? Just, a, just an emotional fluff up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I don't think we were rolling then. I don't know if people are going to get that joke, but yeah. <laughs> no, no. It, it's, a, it's a funny one, though, I promise. <laughs> Trust us. That is a reference you would have loved. Yeah. yeah. You guys would have loved that part. You know, I think I might have been recording. I might be able to put it uh, at the end here if you keep listening after the, okay, after okay, the okay. music at the end of the show. <laughs> um, all right. I don't know. But yeah, thank you. Uh, we are. We are. Um, we have a ways to go on our funding. We also have a lot of time still. So we have about 30 days left to go on our campaign. Uh, we're going to start hitting up some uh, other genre outlets, just bigger outlets in general, mm-hmm. uh, just to kind of get the word out there. We do have a uh, complicated but promising um, addition to the cast that me and Jake are going to talk about more after here. If that works out, I think a lot of people, a lot more people are going to be paying attention to what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of exciting stuff happening. If you have the money to donate or pledge, uh, not only do you get a reward for it, but it doesn't even charge you until we are successful. So as long as you just pledge something, you don't get charged immediately. We, we only get paid and you only get, you know, money deducted from your account if we reach 80% of our goal, which is roughly $20,000. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll add, add to that. Um, if you donate enough to receive one of our prototype Bibles, just know that I am the one who had to sit there and hammer that stuff in. We know how good I am with sharp objects. You may or may not end up with a piece of me- my flesh wow. with that Bible. Literally giving uh, you his flesh and blood. Yep. Exactly. So that alone, I think, is worth, you know, maybe dry it out, put it on your mantle or something like that. Who knows? Maybe we'll make a huge movie one day and you'll be like, I have that guy's uh, arm skin. Maybe, yeah. maybe yeah. Jake Parker DNA. will end up being a serial killer and it'll be like worth money to have yeah. his DNA. That's way more likely than famous director, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Hilariously, you say end up being. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, thank you guys I'm gonna say so, silent after that so much for coming on the show. It's been a blast. I know our listeners are going to love this episode, even though it, it's like it's like these movies in that it's all over the place and doesn't make much sense. Um, and very light on the peen. But talk, also apparently. super yeah. enjoyable. And uh, and thank you. You're always welcome, both of you, back on anytime. Just let us know. Yes. 
Cool. Thanks so much. It's been a fun time. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah. thank you. Thanks, guys. Well, you guys uh, have a good day. And Carly, what are we doing (laughs) next week? (laughs) Sorry. I don't know what I'm saying half the time. (laughs) Where am I? Carly, what are you? Very nice of you, Amy. I appreciate it. (laughs) Carly, what are you doing? I I will have a nice day. Thank you. (laughs) It was genuine. Um, (laughs) What are we doing next week? Oh, geez. Uh, Next week, we are going to be checking out two Netflix movies, uh, Personal Shopper and also Velvet Buzzsaw. So watch those new movies and tune in. It's going to be a good one. Check, Check those out before next week, I guess. So then, until then, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Wow, Carly. Way to drop the ball. I I couldn't. I'm going to have Jake and Luke. Why don't you guys say bye? Do it. My name's Luke. My name's Jake. Bye. Bye. See, Carly, that's how it's done. That was perfection. That was good. We're just going to use that every week. Yeah. girl all right yeah <laughs> what this is how we do this every every you good, <laughs> good girl all right let's go <laughs> we need to start asking each other that we should yeah are you good girl before <laughs> instead of like uh like right before the cameras roll <laughs> you good girl <laughs> so, i'm sorry before action are you good girl <laughs> we're all Luke, good girl. You, you good <laughs> i really need to be on this movie set so we can do that <laughs> Jake just yells, you good girl? You good girl? Yeah. All right. All right, action. Are all girls good? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God.